0: Have you heard that Yoshimura is now making bicycle components? That's right, their first product to market, the Chileo pedal, was over two years in development, and now they're ready for your mountain bike or BMX bike. Made in the USA and available in two sizes, you have to see these masterpieces of machining to appreciate them. They're most likely the last pedals you'll ever need for your bicycle. Now shipping worldwide, check them out at YoshimuraCycling.com. Everybody, welcome to the Swap Moto podcast presented by Yoshimura. And uh, this is Don Maeda. And today I am uh, with a uh, couple guys one a longtime friend, another a longtime acquaintance. But uh, I'm with uh, Brian Frank of Hammer Nutrition and uh, jet ski, mountain bike, motocross hero Victor Sheldon, the slasher, is in the house as well. Um, But, uh, so this is the first of three installments. Um, I had this idea because, uh, obviously anyone that follows Moto Live at all knows I'm very, very, very into bicycling. And, uh, I noticed that the cycling industry is all, seemed to be very well versed and educated on nutrition. And, uh, motocross, kind of not so much. I mean, you still see guys at the track drinking Gatorade and cola and stuff like that. So... Uh, I thought it'd be a good chance to uh, hit the, the big three brands in our, that the most prolific brands in our sport, uh, hammer being first, uh, and just find out a little bit about the company, a little bit about the people running it and a little bit about the products. So, um, I guess with that, Brian, you've been around for a long time in nutrition with motocross dating back to other companies.
1: Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been 35 years Whoa. since I dropped out of college in 1987 and decided to <clears throat> pursue my passion and sports nutrition. Um, so yeah, and uh, having grown up racing motocross in Southern California, in fact, I used to get up at four o'clock in the morning when I lived in Long Beach in high school and uh, drive my mom's station wagon. <laughs> With my sister asleep in the backyard. To yard, Oaks. Down to Barona Oaks. Really? First and third Saturday and Sunday of every month. mm mm-hmm. um, And raced all through, you know, Southern California, Saddleback, Ascot, OCIR. Um, <clears throat> and I was playing water polo and swimming for cross training um, in high school. And, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of support. My family was not supportive of racing so i worked two or three jobs and bought all my own bikes and paid my own entry fees and like i said drove myself to the races when i was 14. um and so you know i'd be pulling up next to the kids with the you know the motor home and the two bikes and you know the mom's making the food and the dad's wrenching on the bike and everything and uh you know i'd unload my bike and which not the latest greatest or best equipment but I generally did really well because I was fit, mm-hmm. and I was riding at more or less the same pace, if not you know going faster in the latter laps. Whereas most of the other kids with the fastest bikes and everything, they're I you know they're all about the whole shot and you know going like crazy for a lap or two, and then mm-hmm. they're going backwards. <clears throat> so, anyways, um, growing up in a holistic family, I was born at home in the Hollywood Hills. 1967, uh, no midwife, no doctor in attendance. Oh,
0: wow. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: Never saw a doctor or went to a hospital, I think, until I was like eight years old. So we were hippie granola heads, you know, in the Hollywood Hills and uh, driving around in Volkswagen van. Before it was cool? Evidently. I mean, (laughs) I'll tell you what, health food didn't taste so good back then. Those, uh, my mom's uh, gluten-free carob chocolate chip cookies were (laughs) kind of like hockey pucks. But, um, <clears throat> anyways, um, so having grown up racing motocross and ridden BMX and um, you know doing all that, um, it was it was no mystery to me how important fitness was um, specifically for motocross. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so when I started um, the company in '87, which was really um, born out of necessity and you know dropping out of college, starting a family. Starting a business, going back to what I had been using in high school, these special supplements, coenzymes and micronutrients and things like that to help with my energy, endurance, and recovery. Um, and uh, decided to start putting some products together and selling them to these crazy triathletes. Mm-hmm. And everybody had seen Julie Moss uh, crawl across the finish line at the uh, Ironman, you know, um, they're like, I want to do that. Uh, and um, <clears throat> at the time, the experts of the day um, believed that endurance athletes only needed carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they were told to avoid fat and protein uh, because the fat would make them fat and the protein would make them big like bodybuilders, even though they weren't training like bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'd have guys eating a loaf of bread after a bike ride. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, you know, most of these guys that we were the first triathletes from the 80s and, and you know, from the high-carb craze, most of them today are type 2 diabetics. Mm-hmm. You pay- know what's
0: funny is I remember in the 80s <clears throat> uh, pitting with a guy that was pretty good in our class, but he was drinking uh, a supplement he bought at the called Carboplex.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: it was just all carbs.
1: Yeah, and I mean, because, hey, that was, you know, you had registered dietitians, you had these eminent exercise physiologists like David Kostel at Ball State University who did most of the research on carbohydrate metabolism and how the body uses it during exercise. Um, <clears throat> but he also drew the incorrect conclusion that that's all an endurance athlete needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, having grown up with this holistic lifestyle, taking supplements. Um, and again, you know, for my own racing and for cross training, everything I was doing, the high protein diet and antioxidants, micronutrients and things like that allowed me to maintain that schedule, (coughs) you know, where I'm working two jobs, racing two or three days a week, um, you know, maintaining a high GPA in honors classes and so forth. (coughs) Um, and so I knew very well, How intense motocross was and how much help or assistance could be given to racers if they were fueling correctly Mm um so i had actually met mike bell at uh, mammoth norman national uh, in 87 i believe or and uh he was like you know we gotta you know you gotta talk to roy uh, roy turner at kawasaki and get his guys going on this stuff Um, So that was the introduction to Roy, and um, again, back in the 80s, you know, you remember how it was with, you know, motocross, pro motocross, supercross, outdoor nationals, each rider had a 14-foot box van and a Mm mechanic-slash-driver. There was no semis, there was, you know, none of this pageantry that we have today, Um, and most of those guys practiced at Saddleback on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, back in high school I used to ride with you know mm-hmm. on the same track I'm not saying I was trying to keep up or anything yeah. but I mean I did school to go to Saddleback to ride and see you know Barnett and Wardy and all those guys out there practicing um <clears throat> and a few years later I'm coming down to Kawasaki headquarters and talking to them about how we can help the riders with forearm pump and fatigue and stuff in between motos and uh, during motos in the outdoors especially um and so, yeah, so we've been in you know doing this for thirty five years and in motocross for almost that whole time, Wow, um, and I continued I put it down for about twenty years while I was growing the business and a family, um, and then got back into racing in Montana in the late '90s and early 2000s and um, again, fitness got me several championships mm-hmm. um, didn't always have the fastest bike and wasn't always pulling the fastest lap times but um As we saw with um, some of the pioneers, you know, David Bailey and Johnny O'Mara, you know, they were really the first guys that actually pioneered the fitness movement, Mm -hmm. let's say, in motocross, as far as I know. Yeah. You know, um, and they were the first time that, uh, you know, you were going out and just literally riding pinned for 37 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, Before that, you know, and especially in the GP days... It was kind of like old-school MotoGP. You know, everybody went really fast for a lap or two, and then they just kind of chilled out and circulated for 30 minutes or so. And then, you know, the last five or seven minutes, they got on the gas again. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and now, you know, every, um, every Moto is, you know, wide open. All the time. Gate dropped checker. So um, 35,
2: 37
0: years, it wasn't always Hammer. I heard you mention something before we started recording race caps, right? Right. I remember those E caps. Or yep. E caps. Okay, but I remember the sticker on Jeff Ward's helmet. Yep. And I remember the, I think it was a half page black and white ad in Motocross Action.
1: Yep. Right? I still have it on my desk with Wardy and Lachine. They've got these sweet mullets or no Wardy and Matasevich. Yeah. And they've got these sweet mullets. And they're like they've got the caps logo on the jersey and they're holding bottles of race just, caps and enduro caps.
0: It was red italicized like yeah. impact
1: font, right? Exactly. I remember that. <clears throat> well, you know, hey, when I was when I was twenty and I dropped out of college, um, you know, branding and stuff like that, the naming of things wasn't necessarily my strength. Um, I think I hit my stride in, in 95 when I introduced Hammer Nutrition and Hammer Gel. Okay, so Hammer has been <clears throat> the brand since 95. Right. And well, I, in order to confuse people even more, I kind of ran the two brands side by side. Ah, okay. Because Ecaps had been existent from 87 And people knew that as the supplements, the Race Mm -hmm. Caps, the Enduro Caps, and Zobeline, and so many other products. Um, uh, So we had Hammer Gel and Hammer Nutrition on one side, and then E-Caps and everything, Race Caps. And then in 2007, I was like, okay, enough's enough. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to confuse anybody anymore. We'll just let E-Caps fade into the sunset where it belongs Mm -hmm. and roll everything into Hammer.
0: Okay, so current present time
1: hammer where are you largest is it a certain sport that's you know that's what i that's what i really like the most is how diversified we are Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we don't let's say you know from 87 to the early 90s our clientele was probably 80 to 90 percent triathletes um today we have an almost even split, I would say, of your traditional endurance sports: triathletes, road racers, cyclists of various different, you know, disciplines. Gravel now big, um, mountain biking, all forms of mountain biking, especially the rise of enduro, mm-hmm. and um, cross country has always been a big deal. Um, <clears throat> and then we're, we're also, you know, really um, moving well into the motorsport side of things, which um, is interesting because there's a couple of other brands that you mentioned that are you know active in this area, but most of the traditional brands um, won't involve themselves with motorsports at all. Um, <clears throat> so this, this has been a very much underserved marketing community, mm-hmm. both two-wheel and four-wheel. Do you think it's because
0: the average person that doesn't know mo- much about off-road motorcycling thinks, you just twist the throttle, right? They don't realize how demanding it is. Absolutely.
1: uh, Because I mean, you
0: see some brands that are like in Whole Foods and in GNC GNC and, and all these places, you know, but they're not in motocross at all.
1: Exactly. And there's always been, you know, and again, this is true. You know, we're we're working with, you know, some of the top teams in endurance racing, big, big budget, you know, IMSA, you know, 24 hours of Daytona stuff. Um, <clears throat> and they're n- they're not a lot further down this road than motocross. Um,
3: as far as mixing drinks. And,
1: and just really practicing optimum fueling and nutrition practices um, in association with, you know, driving or riding. Um, so it's been. There's been a real disconnect in terms of education, um, and again, um, with the motorsports, there's always been such emphasis on the machinery, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> and we see both in the in the pro side of motocross and in big cars. Um, when it comes to nutrition for the driver, um, that's all falls under driver responsibility, rider responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right? You're a professional. <laughs> You better be ready to drive that car when we tell you to get behind the wheel and drive it. Or get on that moto and twist that throttle wide open. Um, You know, you're a professional. You're being paid a salary. You should know this stuff. Um, The challenge that that pros and amateurs alike have is there's no book. There's no guidebook. There's no resources available to tell them how to do this. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, until uh, you know we started creating this information like our five secrets of success for endurance fueling and so many of the other uh, videos and um, information that we put out on how to fuel optimally for any sport you're doing whether that's a 24-hour mountain bike race like Victor and his buddies just crushed out in uh, Tucson in February You you know right Victor besides winning national mountain bike nationals in colorado in august i mean he was out there throwing down for 24 hours in february i mean it's been a long season and uh young guys like him need a little bit of help right <laughs> you know but gotta, gotta we gotta gotta need some help on top of the nutrition but yeah
3: but yeah we should talk about um <clears throat> just like educating the you know the new generation of of cyclists or you know uh, moto guys to mm-hmm. To understand to mix a drink is how important it is than other than just to pop the top and drink drink something right out of the mm-hmm. you know from seven eleven okay, before we get to that
0: okay. <laughs> so how, how did you get Victor involved in the program because yeah for as long as I've really been well aware of hammer, mm-hmm. it's always been Victor pushing it and Victor shoving the gels in my backpack and stuff. <laughs> but I mean I mean, what better rep? A representative of the brand than somebody who's smashing racing and promoting racing, and yeah, you know, all that. And it's like, I mean, heck, Victor and I've been friends for quite some time. I mean, I wasn't really in the jet ski world too much, I worked at Cycle News where we had a jet ski magazine, so I was well aware of Victor. But uh, we became friends actually when you were riding moto, yeah, and he was on a cover of a Cycle News testing a bike with me, but uh, which
3: I still have, and I I savor that cover.
0: <laughs> Here's a fun fact. He's the only man who's ever given me flowers. <laughs> so, like, like, shortly after that the issue came out, I crashed. You seriously hurt. I got, though. I broke, I broke, uh, nine ribs, collapsed my lung, and was hospitalized for a little while, and, uh. He sent me flowers to the hospital. I was like, "Whoa, who are these from?" He's all, "Your friend Victor." I'm all, "Oh, Sheldon, he's sick." <laughs> yeah. But how um, do you remember that? Well, but so, how did you bring Victor into the fold, and uh, what is his responsibility, and and what has he brought to the table?
3: Putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, all good though.
1: <clears throat> well, Victor and I had a, a great mutual friend, Donnie Arno, from Maui Cyclery Go Cycle Maui. Um, he was a pro bicycle racer from uh, Las Vegas mm-hmm. and um, who had used my products, you know, back when he was racing in Las Vegas. And then when he started this really amazing, cool concept um, in Maui where you could fly over there, you know, a serious bike rider, and he would give you a full cycling kit, shoes, and a, like a titanium light speed road bike. Mm-hmm and take you on a hundred mile ride out to hana and back i mean this was like legit cycling that you didn't have to bring your own bike and everything for at any rate donnie like victor is a connector is a maven they know everybody and everybody knows them and um you know they're just great people and um so you know when you're at uh, interbike interbike i think it was in vegas and
3: got introduced to brian i don't
1: know i want to say it was maybe like 08 maybe uh, or 09 or something like that did Um, victor did start off as a sponsorship
3: yeah so i literally uh, like i got introduced and i used the product before and i was like i really like that stuff and then uh got introduced at interbike and um stayed in touch with him and i'm like hey i'm gonna start a mountain bike series and we're gonna do this and he's like well, how long are the races? I'm like, they're like an hour long. He's like, yeah, we're not interested. (laughs) That's not long (laughs) enough for us. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm going to keep trying because I really like this stuff, you know, and I just kept pushing on it and, you know, stayed in touch with Brian. And I think he respected the fact that I was persistent. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was like, hey. And then it morphed into, I'm like, hey, Brian, I think, you know, we're here in San Diego. You need to have a better presence here like I go to the local shops, I'm around here all the time, we need to, you know, step up the game here in San Diego, mm-hmm. and so we started started on that, you know, platform, and, you know, every year it's kind of moved up to something better, and, you know, Brian and I have not only worked together, but we've become really good friends and stay in touch, you know, not only on the business side of things, but, um, you know, so it really started with my mountain bike series and then morphed into, you know, shops, and then working with, um, local retailers to, you know, support their local group rides. And, you know, and then it, then I'm like, hey, let's get some moto guys. Well, actually, not so much. Brian's been pushed on the moto thing more than I have because mm-hmm. I've been so busy with cycling yeah. that I haven't been able to do much with moto. But I have so many great relationships like yourself in moto. And um, we started sponsoring the Pro Circuit team, mm-hmm. um, which was Brian sort of – I'm like, hey, what about Pro Circuit? And he's like, yeah, what about – which we're doing a really authentic deal with Pro Circuit. We're sponsoring the, the mechanics. So we're pushing on the mechanics to be as best as they can be, you know, by not drinking the sodas and, you know, all the other stuff, <laughs> yeah. getting them hydrated and get them really focused so they can do a better job for their riders.
1: Mm-hmm. And so then it's
3: just it just we keep doing new stuff. Well,
1: yeah. well, Victor Victor opened just opened Pandora's box on, the reality that it isn't just the riders that are the endurance athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, Mitch is an endurance athlete. I mean, you know, we're helping him, (laughs) you know, with product as well. Um, But, again, as far as Victor goes, you know, he's always, you know, as usual, uh, modest and understated. Um, But at the same time that the relationship has been, was growing through his involvement in race promoting um, was also, you know, his continue, his ascent in, endurance himself and mm-hmm. winning national championships in cyclocross and mountain bike and everything. And, you know, if there's one thing about hammer nutrition, you know, it's that we're authentic and transparent, right? We, mm-hmm. we work with people like Victor who walk the walk and talk the talk every single day. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and I want to interrupt real quick because Brian, like, okay, so talking about nutrition, I was always kind of like overwhelmed with how much there is right Mm -hmm. especially coming from a jet ski and moto background because it's always like dude you do what you mix that with that and you take this with this and it's like whoa geez you know so um so that's what i he's always told me like hey don't worry about all that other stuff just promote what you use and what works for you Mm -hmm. so it makes it really easy for me to communicate that to other people and i've been doing it with moto people because they I understand them because I'm the same. I'm Mm -hmm. the same type of – I'm not a cyclist. I come from motorsports, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And cyclists are – they're on a whole nother level of, you know, fitness and nutrition. And they take it to a whole nother level. So the moto people, we just try to keep it to something that – get them started with it. And once they get started with it, then they kind of understand how to use it Mm -hmm. and see how it works for them and how well their results will pay for.
0: Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the products. And, well, rather, you guys are, you know, obviously the highest of the high athletes are the ones that you're working with too. But how can hammer nutrition and good nutrition and supplements in general Mm. help the local racer guy? I mean... I, I, it's funny because you said oh your quick and dirty races are only about an hour and he says you're not interested right
3: well they've they've moved they've moved on a lot longer since <laughs> yeah first, but i mean first what first, I'm, uh, and guy.
1: hey now wait a second and we've been sponsoring all the q and d races oh, plus the dirty 30 and the filthy 50 and the sagebrush safari yeah that's what for i mean years we, man. we started I mean, off as like an I mean, hour long if victor race if and victor's putting on an event we're sponsoring yeah it. i mean i mean
3: a hundred percent like we don't we really don't like i don't i don't yeah we only use hammer stuff at the quick and dirty races but um yeah in the (laughs) beginning it was hour-long races Mm -hmm. and it's morphed into do we have 16 races now so yeah of you know that's kind of you know kind of fits all cyclists um you know categories
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay so say just the average guy that races Uh our our amsoil dirt by kids swap motor racers right yeah um it's funny because this week, past weekend, uh, our series is on hiatus right now. So I went and I did a race with the SoCal Old Timers. Mm. And the old dudes, all, they're all over 40. They do 18 minutes plus two laps. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, all this mountain biking is probably going to pay off, right? Yeah. And so I was great through the whole motos. But I could see some of my buddies that are normally used to the six-lap, seven-lap races. They are petering out because I think my motor ended up being 11, 12 laps at Paris. Right. But uh, but yeah, I mean, local guy, mm-hmm. riding and racing, not at the pro level, but I mean,
1: they can still benefit from this stuff.
3: 100%. Even more so.
1: Well, no doubt. and uh, But I think, you know, without disagreeing with uh, with you, You know, there's so many things that local riders and at at every level and that we're actually, you know, seeing at the very highest level, you know, that doesn't involve my products. I'm talking about hydration. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's just let's just talk about. I mean, this is something that is there's almost no cost. Right. Water is water is nearly free. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can buy expensive bottled water and stuff if you want, but you can usually get, you know, drinkable water out of the tap. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, most athletes that I have encountered over the past three decades, um, are underhydrated on a daily basis. And then when weekend comes and they're going to be doing a race and it's going to be 108 this weekend, <laughs> I <laughs> think in Pala, And they're like, Oh boy, it's going to be hot. Give me that gallon jug of water. And you know, Friday they're just like on it.
3: They're pissing clear. <clears throat> okay. Pissing white. And this,
1: and this is, again, this doesn't work at all. So a lot of what we do and a lot of the resources that we provide, like our five secrets to success for endurance fueling um, and so many of our other how-to guides and our instructions for moto, hard enduro, trials, whatever, are just about these things that you want to do when you want to eat your meal before your race mm-hmm. and what you want to eat. You don't want to eat oatmeal. We don't want high fiber before we go out on the track. Um, <clears throat> but at any rate, how many calories and so forth? But back to hydration. Okay. If somebody really wants to, you know, benefit and, and do as well as they can on weekends, they should be a pro-hydrator every single day. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that they're consuming a minimum of one half half ounce of fresh water per pound of body weight daily at a minimum. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I weigh 165 pounds, you know, I'm talking 80, 85 ounces of water. Okay. And that doesn't include the coffee I have for breakfast. That doesn't include the glass of wine I have with dinner. I mean, we're talking water, straight water, and that doesn't include the fluid or the water that you consume while you're exercising. Okay. Mm. That's totally separate. So, and again, a lot of the athletes that we work with that are effectively hydrating, they're working their way up to 90, 100, 120 ounces of water a day, a gallon a day. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the point is, is dehydration can occur fairly rapidly, but it takes a very long time to restore proper fluid hydration throughout the body. And so when we have an anticipation like this weekend, people are going to be racing amateur days on Friday. It's going to be crazy hot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, well, it's Tuesday. If you have not been effectively hydrating for several weeks before to Friday, you can't do a lot about that between now <laughs> and mm-hmm. then. And so, Flooding your body with water all of a sudden, we're not camels. We don't store water. Yeah. It just goes right through us. And as Victor said, when we super hu- overhydrate – in a short period of time, we actually flush all the electrolytes out of our body. So we're even more prone to cramping mm-hmm. and other electrolyte dysfunction when we get out there.
0: Okay, so it's funny, remember on the mountain bike ride, like we rode earlier today? Yeah. And before we rode, you gave me Enduro Lights, which were a little pack with three pills in it. That right. was electrolytes. Yep, correct. But uh, when we were riding, he's like, dude, you're, you don't drink a lot of water. I'm like, I drink a lot of water all the time, like four of these a day, five sometimes. So 100 ounces probably. Mm-hmm. But uh what product mm-hmm. does Hammer make that – like can you overcome a lack of pure water with a supplement?
1: I, I mean, I don't think so. Um You know, again, you're a good example. You know, you're pointing to a 30-ounce um, bottle of water yeah. that you – Consume usually four or five of those a day, mm-hmm. right? So, again, you're you know, that's 120 to 150 ounces a day. If I did my math right, mm-hmm. um, that's awesome. And to your point, you know, if you're going out for a three or a four hour bike ride, you know, you probably, you know, and especially I think today it was in the 80s, maybe. You know, I mean, at that at that temperature level and that duration, you know, you're ideally you would want to be consuming somewhere around 20 to 24 ounces of water per hour on that ride. Um, but again, my point is, is you as somebody who's effectively hydrated all day every day, okay? You did a ride today. You guys were out for how long?
3: Uh, two and a half hours. Two and a half mm-hmm. hours. Three okay. hours. Yeah.
1: So you know, again you would You would have liked to have consumed you know again about twenty twenty four ounces per hour during that time, so sixty to seventy five ounces of fluids. Mm-hmm. but if you didn't because you are sufficiently hydrated, it isn't going to impact your performance in the short term on that ride, mm-hmm. whereas the other athlete who only consumes at best maybe forty ounces or fifty ounces a day, which is what we typically see of people who aren't actively focusing on hydration mm-hmm. um they're going to be a lot more susceptible to dehydration symptoms and cramping and things during that two and a half hour ride you guys did today because they started the ride dehydrated. dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So there is, so for them, they're already,
3: they're already in the negative, yeah. right?
1: And so for them, they have to consume the maximum that their body can absorb
2: mm-hmm. during
1: the ride. Um, you know, and even then they might get them, you know, they might still find that they're a little bit underhydrated. Um, so, the idea is is dehydration is going to occur mm-hmm. during intense endurance activity um, it 's how you manage it, and it 's how you enter that really is going to determine your success or failure. Mm-hmm. You know a lot of people are like oh, i don 't do well in the heat well." If you're making all the mistakes that people make and you're trying to load fluids and sodium in the 24 to 48 hours before your event, Mm -hmm. you create this self-fulfilling prophecy where your body is overwhelmed and overburdened by this sudden influx of fluid and and minerals, electrolytes, sodium, and what it goes into survival mode. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa, whoa, what is all this stuff coming in all of a sudden? I got to get rid of it. The only way your body can eliminate excess fluid and electrolytic minerals is through perspiration and urination. Mm-hmm. So, this is why you see those guys walking around the track with the gallon jug of water, and like every 20 minutes, they're in the porta potty. Yeah.
3: yeah. P. And clear.
1: Right. So, okay,
0: Endura lights. That's what you gave me today. Is that something you would take on a daily basis or only before a
3: ride? really depends on how you feel like if you need some hydration if you're feeling like i always gain like from my wedding ring like when my ring is like super loose i'm like man i'm I'm dehydrated dehydrated." so i'll take one you know i'll take one before bed i'll take one if i've had a couple beers the night before you know (laughs) in the morning of um so i mean i take those a lot because they're zero calories easy to take and i know i just noticed you were drinking water so i'm like he needs some electrolytes so that's why i gave you the enduro lights
1: mm-hmm. so there's and a we have
3: two we have extreme enduro lights and then just regular enduro lights mm-hmm. so one you, you take less of
1: and, and we make it in a powder form to go in hydration packs for the gncc you know and enduro guys mm-hmm. um in fact we got john sehorn and a, and a bunch of and the isde team is over um they're you know doing isde this month and at any rate, um, as Victor said, um, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. On that note, oh, sorry, the enduro lights. Okay, we're back. Um, so the point is, is your body has a really, really easy tell, okay, of whether you're dehydrated, overhydrated, or not. Okay, you can do you can do the skin. T- Pinch okay, Mm -hmm. but the best, absolute best indicator for you is you're in frequency and color Mm -hmm. okay. And this is what we're telling all of our racers all I mean, at the highest levels 24 hours of Daytona when you get out of the car, you know, and you go pee, if it's clear, take electrolytes, if you have a nice yellow hue, you're good. Just continue maintaining light, electrolyte, and fluid intake. If you're seeing like dark yellow, we all know that brown, yellow, you know, when you actually are dehydrated, Mm -hmm. and that's when you need to drink a bottle of water. Uh, But the point is, is to answer your question, on a daily basis, you know, look, life is an endurance sport at this point. Um, You know, if somebody has a physically active job, I mean, we've got so many clients now that doing outdoor you know work they're mm-hmm. fedex and ups delivery drivers they're construction workers and they're yeah, using our electro- and they're using our electrolyte products all day on the job mm-hmm. um, in fact we've got you know we've got people that are running you know machine factories in louisiana and things like that that are supplying these electrolytes to their staff instead of the other products you mentioned previously um, so the applications are broad mm-hmm. but the point is is for this for you know for this for you know Joe, average racer on the weekend. Hydration. Win at hydration. It's totally cheap, okay, and it'll make such a difference in your race day experience.
0: Okay, Hammer Products, <laughs> Endura Lights. Yep. Extreme enduro Lights. Is there a hydration drink mix? Mm-hmm. What is that called? Heat. Heed. Heed. Okay, because Heed I've taken. You
3: used, yeah, you used to. I used to. Yeah, get I like Heat. Send Heed. you that all the time.
0: Heed kind of has like a creamy taste right yeah
3: Yeah. so is that heat is uh it has calories in it too but i'm gonna let brian tell you about heat like like when do you when
1: do you take heat so that's essentially our our guilt-free sports drink right you're it's you know just like the ready-to-drink sports drinks that you buy in the in the supermarket and places like that um but it doesn't have citric acid Which is why, you know, people oftentimes they'll taste the lemon lime or the orange and they're like, wait a minute, there's something missing here because it's specifically not acidic and it doesn't have any refined sugars in it. We're Mm -hmm. not using sucrose, fructose, glucose, or any of those other OSC sugars, um, so you can use it in place of your typical sports drink. Let's say, you know, the, the you know, r- typical racer you talked about, Gatorade. you know, they on the way to the track, they stop at 7-Eleven or whatever, you know, and they go to the refrigerator cas- case and they grab three or four bottles of, you know, ready to drink sports drink mm-hmm. brand X. Um, <laughs> I like how he won't he say Gatorade. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: if, you, yeah, if you knew as much as he did about Gatorade, you wouldn't like it either. So. Yeah.
1: Hey, they're a customer. <laughs> they they buy our products on a regular basis that so we send it out to the sports science laboratory because they need to you know reverse engineer our products and see what we're doing and stuff. But um, at any rate, the point is, is, you know, um, <clears> that this would be a one for one replacement. Literally, instead of buying that ready to drink 32 ounce sports drink, that's got like, you know, whatever, 80 or 100 calories of sugar in it. Um, you know, you're taking a serving, a single serving of heat and putting it in a 20 ounce water bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's non acidic. It's not sugar filled. Um, it gives you a nice, steady, consistent energy for about 60 to 70 minutes. Whereas some, the sugar based drinks, typically you're getting about a 20 minute curve or, or energy um, boost. Um, so like you said, if you're running 18 minutes plus two laps, you know, in a moto Mm -hmm. and you had a sip of that, you know, big swig of that sugary drink on the line, you're probably getting down to like two or three laps to go. And your blood sugar level is like tanking and you're like, wait, I, I, what's happening. I can't go anymore. (laughs) Um, so anyways, so he'd, um, and, and I don't know if you remember, um, The um, Mike Myers movie, So I Married an Axe Murderer Mm -hmm. from San Francisco, right? And he does, he plays multiple roles and one of them is his Scottish father with Mm -hmm. a thick accent and they're in front of the TV, you know, watching the sports thing and the the kid is in the, you know, in the, in the way with the big hair and he's like, he'd moved now (laughs) at any rate. um, So the point was, was when we were developing the product back way back then, we used that as a, just a kind of a bench name. Mm-hmm. Um, but it stands for something. Right. And so, well, because we couldn't come up, we literally, I could not find, couldn't come up and, you know, rack my brain. I mean, I had come up with some good ones like Recoverite and, you know, like that. But I couldn't come up with a name for a sports drink that wasn't already trademarked five different ways and whatever. Mm-hmm. So we just took our working name that we were using during R&D and we turned that into the high energy electrolyte drink. There you go. Heed. Heed your body's need for good fuel. Well, yeah. Whatever.
0: Okay, so. It,
3: it's, it's probably the most popular, I think, as work. far as Hammer goes. It's, it's the most popular. It makes a statement at Hammer as far as endurolights
1: mm-hmm. For drink drinkers. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, which is another kind of subtle consideration. You know, I find you know, a lot of athletes, they fall into 50-50. Half of them. Are water drinkers and half of them want to drink a drink
2: right Mm -hmm. they
1: want some flavor in it they want something so this is why we make a number of different types of fuels so most of a lot of the products were I've developed for my own preference which is I'm a water drinker Mm -hmm. so I want to when I'm exercising and it doesn't matter whether it's trials or moto or you know mountain bike or road bike or whatever I'm drinking plain water And then I've got my calories in a concentrated format, like the hammer gel Mm -hmm. or a concentrated bottle of Perpetuum or something. And then I have my electrolytes separate in a separate container. Mm -hmm. So I I can manage each individually and independently, depending on what I need at that given time. Um, So we're digressing into that all-in-one convenience. You know, people are like, I just want one thing that I can just drink and it'll take care of everything. Everything, There's not a such thing. Right? And it's like, no, because there's temperature variations, you know? I mean, you're not going to need the same number of calories and fluid and electrolytes when you're, you know, racing in at 60 degrees Mm -hmm. versus 100 degrees. When
3: you do build a drink like that, which you can, you can put a bunch of stuff in it. Then you, you know, worry about your stomach hurting during this, you know, during your, you know, during your exercise or your race, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like that's, you don't want that. So me as a racer, like I keep it pretty clean and simple, you know, one drink with heed, one drink with one, one water. So I have Mm -hmm. one of each.
1: So like I got an idea. So Victor was in Colorado a couple weeks ago. Month ago, month ago, just decided you know, like I would think on like on a Sunday or something, he's like, "Yeah, I think I'll go to Colorado and race nationals on Wednesday or Thursday, right well I was we and went he,
3: on a family vacation and it, i i met, I messed up on the date for the nationals, and then I realized I had another week, so I had a full week of training to to train for it. I mean, I was still already fit, but anyways, it worked out for me to go, you know race a national championship race, which mm-hmm. I ended up winning, and then I was really stoked. So
1: let's so let me so you tell us what was your national championship winning recipe.
3: Um, one first lap heed.
1: Okay, so before the race started, what'd you do?
3: I, I started with heed.
1: Okay, so you're sipping heat. Then I went to water. Sipping heat on the starting line and first lap.
3: Yep. Well, I've, I put all I try to get all the hydration in before, and then water the next the second lap. And, uh, so I only went through a bottle and a half because there's only three laps or four laps. So it was pretty, pretty short race. Right. Um, but yeah. And, and being hydrated before peeing just a little bit of yellow, <laughs> you know I mean? That's like a, a perfect gauge and it really, it really does work. You know, like when you, you know, I've, I fought with people like, Oh, you're not hydrated. It's, you know, you know, I'm hydrated. I'm, it's clear. It's totally clear. <laughs> like, mm, doesn't work like, it doesn't work like that. So,
1: <clears throat> so Victor, Victor brings up a good point, which is, you know, his race was, you know, red from start to finish. but At be- 10,000 feet. At 10,000 feet. But because of the duration, you know, being fairly short, he didn't have to do that much, mm-hmm. right? So he's taking in a couple hundred calories before he starts, and he probably took in another 100, 150 calories in the first lap. And, you know, and he's pretty well good to go. Mm -hmm. um so
3: i i found too like i actually fought you with this because you're like (laughs) you don't need to eat like early morning you sleep in as long as you can you don't need to eat like it's it's better off not to eat and fuel on the bike i'm like no i gotta eat i gotta eat so i started doing it and it's 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 amazing it's literally amazing not eating sleeping as long as you can Mm -hmm. this is for early morning activities Mm um no eat Eat on the bike, do a gel every, you know, 45 minutes, mm-hmm. um, maybe one prior, but eating, don't eat a big meal before an event. Mm-hmm. Give yourself at least three hours.
1: So Victor, yeah. So Victor's dovetailing into now, again, another kind of a no cost, um, benefit. Cause what we're trying to do is we want to, I want to get everybody to be thinking in terms of, listen, race day is just another training day with another, a little bit more intensity and maybe some spectators. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to race like you train and train like you race. And what Victor's talking about is that pre-race timing, that pre-race meal timing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, again, going back to the <clears throat> typical SoCal racer, you know, first practice is usually at like 7 or 7.30 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, first moto is, first, you know, first set of motos starts at 8 o'clock or 8.30. And if you're in, you know, if you're in the first early motos, you know, so you're on track at 730 and then your first motos at 830 um, and you want to eat three hours prior to that. I mean, I don't know if you're already going to be up at four o'clock in the morning, you know, five o'clock in the morning driving to the track or whatever. Mm -hmm. Definitely, you know, have breakfast. Um, But again, one of one of my kind of golden rules is never sacrifice sleep for food. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what he's saying about if you can, you know, and you're staying next to the venue or if you're camping on site or something like that, stay in bed, sleep. Mm-hmm. You got early morning motos in practice. There's no point in eating before that, um, because, again, you know, even somebody as lean as Victor um, and most of us who aren't quite that lean, we got we got plenty of calories in storage mm-hmm. that we can use um, mm-hmm. and we would be better off relying on those stored calories in the morning than having our body being in the middle of digesting a huge meal when we're trying to go out on track and do one of the most physically demanding sports in the world that is literally consuming, every muscle in your body is consuming oxygen. I mean, cross-country skiing and motocross, okay? I mean, that's it. Those are the, you know, and World Cup soccer. There's your most physically demanding sports in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, so
0: you get off the bike. The other product that you gave me early on was Recoverite. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Chad Smart from Baghouse was like, Donnie, you got to take the right after you right right, you got to drink it right after you're finished riding. And he goes, one of the best things about it is it tastes really good and it's kind of filling. And it curbs your appetite to go eat a burrito. <laughs> right? yeah, exactly. It gives but you, it but gives there is something to that recover ride. It's always made me feel better the next day. Mm-hmm. Not sore, not whooped. But what is the secret sauce
3: about that thing, that drink? So I mean, even Johnny loves that. Like, he and Johnny and I talk about it all the Like, we'd be on rising. and he's like, just dreaming about a recover ride after. <laughs> like, Dude, I want to get home. I want to take a recover, recover ride, so... It is really good stuff, and even the vegan stuff. I don't think you've done the vegan stuff because that came out um, before I was before I was sending you just regular recoverite. Uh, the vegan stuff is even even more tasty. Hmm. But go ahead, Brian. I'm
1: sorry, add, it? add that in there. You never need to apologize for anything, Victor. Again, when we finish recover exercise, our body is in a state of Repair. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, we're talking about survival, right? How the body is programmed. When you finish an exercise period, a demanding, intense physical exercise period, okay, literally like the minute you shut the bike off, the minute you get off the bicycle and, you know, start taking your clothes off, your, your clothes and your shoes off, your body's like, I need to recover. I need to repair and get mm-hmm. ready in case he wants me to do this again, mm-hmm. Um, so you have this huge window of opportunity that opens as soon as you finish exercising. It's int- about 30 minutes, yeah. less than 30 minutes. Cause I remember Chad was very specific. Got to drink it right, right. When you're done.
0: Yeah. So I would
1: take it in an ice chest. Right.
0: As soon as I got back to my car. Psh. Yeah.
1: So normally if I'm traveling to a group ride or whatever, you know, I've got my bottles mixed up and then I'll have a dry bottle of recoverite in, in the car, which is, you know, two or four scoops in there. And then I'll just, you know, grab a bottle of water when I'm done pour it in there. Drink that. And then you're covered. Mm-hmm. You've got the protein. We're using grass fed whey protein isolate enhanced with extra glutamine. You've got the same complex carbohydrates that you find in the heat sports drink and the same electrolyte profile that you find in the heat sports drink and all the electrolyte supplements. Because what we're trying to do is restore electrolyte balance We wanna provide protein for the body to be able to affect the muscle tissue repair and things that it needs to do. And then we need those carbohydrates to replenish muscle and liver glycogen stores Mm -hmm. so that the next day we can go out and do it again. And again, the window of opportunity is, it opens the widest as soon as you finish exercising and it decreases over time for again, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you think about how most people train, Oftentimes, you know, because of the cool down and sitting around and having coffee and shooting the breeze or whatever, athletes will oftentimes go for an hour, hour and a half after they finish the exercising before they're getting in that burrito or that Mm -hmm. good quality nutrition or a meal. Mm -hmm. So a product like Recoverite um, or like our whey protein isolate mixed with coconut water or our vegan Recoverite or or vegan protein or whatever taken immediately after exercise will bridge that gap for you. Mm -hmm. So now you can chill out, you know, get undressed, get cleaned up, go have some coffee, you know, talk about the ride with your friends, whatever, Um, you know, make your way back home. And, you know, an hour or two later, eat a meal.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. So, Victor, the applicable supplements Hammer makes for a moto guy, right? Gels. He'd recover right? I know there's a bunch of other stuff.
3: There's a lot. Uh, per, per uh, fu- fully charged is per, is usually a moto guy too because it's mm. kind of like a super healthy Red Bull. I mean, it kind of gives you just a little bit of you know it's a it's a pre igniter, so it's a pre workout um, supplement. Mm-hmm. But between those, I mean, there are a lot of su- there are a lot of there are a lot of nutrition products from Hammer,
1: mm-hmm. but. But we've we've hit on pretty much the three the, 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 the three right? key the Enduro Lights the Heed, and the Recoverite and then the Hammer Gel and this is what you see the riders doing on and the, the line man, yeah At, okay so we have a program that we've you know a, a protocol that we've established for the pro riders and and for anybody and this is also the same thing that we're using for our IMSA drivers both um, just before they get in the car. And actually during fuel stops now, every 45 minutes, they're getting handed a hammer bomb. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be a mixture of four to six ounces of water, a serving of hammer gel, a serving of EnduroLite's Extreme Powder, and a serving of Fully charged our non-stimulant metabolic activator Mm -hmm. that really focuses, um, helps with mental acuity. So you're taking that about 10 minutes before gate drop. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to cover you for sure for, you know, a 37-minute moto uh, or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in between motos, the temptation is always to eat. And we're specifically saying, look, if you only got, I mean, if you got three or four hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the morning program to the afternoon program, awesome. As soon as you get off the track after your first moto, have a snack, have a meal, whatever. Mm-hmm. Give yourself three hours till your afternoon motos. And then, you know, follow the program again. However, if you're running multiple classes and or you have a tight format like the pros do where you only have 45, maybe 60 minutes in between motos, mm-hmm. you don't waste your time eating solid food, putting all that stuff in your stomach and, you know, causing a digestion process to occur, um, blood flow to be diverted from the muscles to the stomach. You know, you just, again, you drink some heed. Um, we make several other liquid Uh, Calorie source products like Mm -hmm. the Perpetuum. Um, In fact, the Vegan Recoverite is another product that the athletes like to use in between motos. Um, The plant-based proteins are nice because they don't have a lot of ammonia um, during metabolism. So, again, eating light in between motos. And at the end of the day, other than daily hydration, Mm -hmm. normally what we see is athletes consuming too much food during the day. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, of course there's also the other motor side of the athletes you know who are so nervous on race day that they don't need anything yeah, yeah. Um, and again when we have athletes like that we're trying to use the liquid calories and things for them so that they can maintain um, good blood sugar levels and energy levels um, without upsetting their stomach um, from trying to digest meals.
0: Okay, I have a question for you. So uh, you know Charles Dow the the trainer uh, years ago, I was just like, I think this is when I was weighing like 200 pounds. I was like, I want to go come to you. So I started working out with him and it's like that circuit, high intensity thing, right? And uh, that's when I got turned on to like some pre-workout at the vitamin store, right? And it's so funny about that pre-workout stuff. You take it and it makes your skin tingle, right? Because mm-hmm. like it has nitric oxide in it or something. But anyway, yeah. I found out you go to GNC and you go, Hey, I want this. Or, I buy this stuff. Then you go back when you're out. Oh, that was taken off the market. <laughs> Here's this stuff. And then That's you go what back. I
3: want. That's what I actually. Thanks for bringing this up because I wanted to say what Brian was talking about. This is all 100% legal supplements. Like 100 and 200% legal <laughs> supplements. This isn't. This isn't stuff that's, you know, going to be off the counter, you know, off the. Yeah, off the shelves. Off the shelves, so.
0: But the funny about that stuff, so there's this one stuff that I used to take before I do the, my Charles Dell workout. was called Insane, like N-Sane. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, my wife was doing the workouts with me, so we're, we'd both take it. And I'd just be like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> right? And so one time I was like, this might be sick when I ride Skyline. <laughs> and I took it. And I used to ride from my house to Skyline, and I was going up the hill, and I was just like, oh, my heart gonna was going to explode. This thing.
3: I'm going to uh, No, no. Okay. It was
0: like my heart was beating too fast. And I was like, ah. Oh. And so I came home, and I'm like, dude. Uh, no, so I, I did I a workout got, instead.
3: I, I thought you got like a quarter of the way up, and like, I'm going to kill this thing. And like, whoa, I'm no, done. No, it was like
0: too gnarly at first, right? Mm. So then I was like, oh, you can't take that stuff riding a bicycle. And then my wife was getting in shape. She started going to Skyline with me on her mountain bike right? And we remember riding up once, and she's all, "What if I took that stuff?" And I go, "I already tried it. It Doesn't work. Don't do it." <laughs> and then one day we're going to Skyline, and we're going up, and we're only like three turns in, and she's like, "Hold on, I got I got to rest." And she stops, and I'm like, "What's wrong with you? I just don't feel good today." Okay, she let's go. It. Here we go. We go like four more turns. She's all, "I got. I got to rest." And she gets off, and she's sitting her ass in the dirt on the ground like this. And she's like, honey, I don't feel good. We got to, I, I can't ride. So we go back to the car. I'm all, no problem. Because I'm so thankful she's riding with me anyway, right? And we go to the car and we're driving home. And she's sitting in the front seat. She's looking at the window. She goes, I took that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just dying laughing, right? But like, I told you. Stuff like that, this stuff that gets you all amped up, that's exactly the opposite of what you want for endurance sport, right? Absolutely. That's like these CrossFit goons are just, Kah. Crushing weights and stuff, right?
1: Yeah. I mean those products I'm not I'm not perfectly familiar with the insane ingredients, but that genre of products, I mean, normally you have four to six different stimulants Mm -hmm. at very high levels. Okay. Caffeine, guarana, ginseng, you know, roseola, r you know, and all that stuff. And, yeah, I mean, you you better do a damn hard workout after you take yeah. that. <laughs> Otherwise, your heart might explode. Um, but, no, I mean, you know, what uh, Victor was saying, I mean, and as I mentioned earlier on in the beginning, most all of these products, you know, I developed them either for my own personal use, you know, or for, you know, friends and family, you know. And I don't know if everybody's going to believe me or not, but, I mean, you know, We don't make anything that I don't take that I wouldn't give to my kids. Mm -hmm. We're not going to try to sell that to somebody else on Mm -hmm. the street. Um, So, yeah, generally, we don't do a lot of caffeine or stimulants. We have, you know, two flavors of Hammer Gel, which are very obviously marked. As like espresso you know mm-hmm. it's got hammer it got caffeine in it but normally um you know we're, we're avoiding that um and again our fully charged our pre-exercise igniter which actually you know we've discovered is amazing for 24-hour endurance stuff both mm-hmm. biking and cars and everything else to bring that mental focus back because it isn't just a bunch of stimulants mm-hmm. we've got you know beta alanine and taurine and all these things that are helping increase blood flow circulation okay, beta alanine
0: is the ingredient that makes your skin tingle Yep, a exactly
1: yeah. um it's got 20 milligrams of green tea extract which yields about two milligrams of caffeine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's really the only stimulant per se in the product um so whenever and wherever we can take a product type like that pre-exercise enhancer and make a cleaner healthier mm-hmm. version you know, we will. Okay. The touchy subject of
0: testing in motocross, right? Hmm. Like I've been, I'm very good friends with Christian Craig, and he got some contaminant or something. And very good friends with Brock Tickle, very good friends with Stu. Stu's was the Adderall thing, paperwork mix up. But I mean, uh, Arma, the uh the supplement i think the newest one on the market right but they make a big deal about this informed sport thing and all that is there uh any testing or anything that you do like that like to ensure no cross-contamination or something Because like oh yeah is your stuff made in your own place is it made where some other things are made and
1: yeah um we do informed choice informed sport um yeah we waste a lot of money <laughs> on redundant testing to prove a negative mm-hmm. I mean, I think over the past ten plus years um I would say I've pretty much you know thrown seven figures mm. out in the street on testing um and we've never had a single failure
2: mm-hmm.
1: so you know, I can't speak for anybody else, and I, and I can't speak for, um, you know, what, what's happened in the past. Um, you know, the situation with Brock was, you know, super unfortunate. Um,
0: he told me that he bought something at the Vitamin Star.
1: And, you know, all I can say is unfortunately or, or fortunately, I don't know what, but, you know, that was a period of time in which we were not in contact with Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when he had joined KTM um, and their um, trainer, coach. Um, is, um, a bread and water guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, he was, you know, specifically forbidden from using our products. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately I was not in communication with him during that window of time when that all happened. Um, but you know, there was another product that people were using, um, fairly freely. And, um, you know, the point is, is, you know, as an athlete, you have to be responsible for your own body. Mm-hmm. And know what, what you're putting t- in what it. you're taking and where it's coming from mm-hmm. um, and again, I'm not trying to I'm not a, I'm not accusing or suggesting that anybody else who you've mentioned you know was intentionally doing anything um, but you know what we saw fifteen years ago, you know when this whole supposed contamination of supplements and false positive occurred um, that the athletes that were involved in those big scandals in the early. Two thousands, in at the end of the day, it wasn't accidental contamination. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It was programmatic um, medical treatments. Mm -hmm. So um, again, our products are all informed choice, informed sport tested, um, and again, you know, when you work with certified good manufacturing practices manufacturers that don't even have banned substances in their facilities. And again, with the regulatory environment that we live in, that consumers are not aware of, Mm -hmm. the normal testing procedures that our products go through, absent the extra testing by Informed Choice and uh, Informed Sport, (laughs) would not even allow for a contaminant. Yeah. Okay, because we we have every raw ingredient that comes in to our f- facility has to be pre tested and qualified. So that means not only does it have to pass a certificate of analysis match where we're testing um, using radio spectrography to confirm purity, potency, and everything else, mm-hmm. and lack of heavy metals or any other contaminants, which would include anabolics. Mm-hmm. Then the pro- product is blended and put together and goes through encapsulation or bottling or whatever. And then it's tested again Mm -hmm. at the end of production before it's actually even released to the general population. So we're doing front end and back end testing. And then we do a third test Mm -hmm. um, to confirm this. So um, the, the, the truth is, is that, you know, the contamination isn't, a big problem when you're dealing with known and reputable brands mm-hmm. okay I mean if you're buying something from the farmer's market or something from you know some corner that's store in a, that's in a plastic bag yeah, yeah. right I mean <laughs> Ziploc <bag. laughs> that might be you know a little bit of a concern but generally when you're dealing with reputable companies who have you know all of this testing and, and are following all the necessary regulatory protocols um, that's really just not a thing Okay. Um,
3: See, so, Arma like Arma because I I know uh, Nick actually mentioned that about one time. Like you know, um, and I and I don't know much about you know that side of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, Inform sports. Yeah, I don't even know. It's so. a, it's a testing. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. Motocross riders. There's riders were sponsored. I think the entire Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team is a hammer team, correct?
1: Yep. And the mechanics. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. no. Let's back that train up. Well, yeah. Well, we 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 sponsor we sponsor Pro Circuit, and that includes Mitch Payton and his staff, Mm -hmm. not his riders. Okay. Okay. But the
0: riders are they 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 have access to it? Yes.
1: Well, that's a gray area. Okay. The products are in the trailer. And the mechanics and the staff and everybody have access to them.
0: Yeah, this is crazy though because motocross is such big business, right? Yeah, you, you. I'm sure there are riders that you supply product to you on a very regular basis, but you can't say who they are. Um, I mean, who, yeah, who
3: we can say, you know, that that don't have. I know, I know. So we send Ken stuff. I know he
0: likes
2: Kenny Roxon. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he, well, I think he's been a.
1: Aaron Plessinger is our poster boy. Yeah. Okay. Aaron Plessinger is, you know, we started working with him in 2017. Um, he he had a really, really good trainer um, coach working with, living with him, Ethan Yaudis. Um mm-hmm. And Ethan comes from a, a fitness background. Um, and, um, you know, Aaron is just a great guy and immensely talented. And, um, you know, Ethan knew that there was a component missing in the program Mm -hmm. and so he approached me in 2017 and asked if um you know if i could help put together a diet and fueling program for him and aaron Mm -hmm. um and that resulted in the 2018 season where he won supercross and 250 outdoors Mm um and so you know aaron is is an example of you know of a rider we've worked with over the last several years and, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, he's had a lot of injuries as most of the pros do, mm-hmm. um, and absent that, you know, I mean, you look at how strong he's coming on this year. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's been on the podium, you know, the last several weekends and yeah. top 10, you know, consistently. And so when he's fit and he's healthy and, you know, not injured, um, you know, he's right there. And, um, so he's been, a, he's been a great, uh, great supporter of the brand and, um, you know, back in the day, in the, you know, in 2018, we were get we were getting those kudos on TV on Supercross and everything. <laughs> um, but you know, as as Victor mentioned, there are a lot of other riders um, and a lot of other teams that actually, you know, maybe there's another brand that they're using, that they're endorsing or something or other, but they're actually using our products. Mm-hmm. And that's true across the board. That's there's true. There's a motors- set of
0: brothers I know that use Hammer <laughs>
1: Yep. You're not wrong about that mm-hmm. either. And, um, but at the end of the day, you know what the idea is, is, you know, there's two different brands, you know, there's the brand on the outside of the water bottle
0: mm-hmm. and
1: there's the brand on the inside on the of the inside, water bottle. Yeah. Let and me ask you this. We so want to be, we want to be the brand on the inside of the bottle. I don't really care. You know, we don't have to be on the outside of the bottle and, you know, we're happy to have these writers as clients mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it doesn't really for me, it doesn't matter whether you're you know winning a national championship or whether you're trying to get on the podium in you know the novice class you know at the local track'm mm-hmm. yeah, break in. i want to you I'm gonna, I'm gonna I want to help in. you ride as well as you can ride
3: and that's what I was saying I mean Brian has always wanted to help help athletes from all natures mm-hmm. reach their goals you know and i mean whether whether or not you know he you're, the athlete is branded with hammer. You know, as long as he knows that you know he did his very best to, to mm-hmm. help these people get to that that point, to be the best they possibly can. You know, and he's he's hands on. There's not too many you know company owners, CFOs, CEOs, C C C. What you know, blah blah <laughs> blah. But um, you know that that actually are hands on and want to help you know a young rider, an old rider, reach their peak performance. Yeah.
0: Uh, out of curiosity, right? Say there's this rider that's probably going to win the title this weekend, but like, he uses hammer stuff. Does he pay for it, or do you give it to him out of pride, knowing that this guy is going to use it?
1: You know, you know what? He's fishing. No, th- <laughs>
0: I just, I just want to know, like, like these guys who can't openly say that they're using uh, their stuff. Are they paying for it? I yes, they are.
1: Okay. Yeah, and the, yeah, I mean, and the, well, and, then that's and, and it, a testimony again, there that again, they to their credit, to their credit, you know, they're not coming around asking for deals or anything else like that. Um, you know, they just go into the website and you know, banging out an order. Um, and and again, you know, my point is, is you know, it's to me the important part is that we're helping motocross racers. To realize that they are serious endurance athletes, Mm -hmm. okay, and it's just like I'm telling these IMSA drivers. I mean, some of these guys I'm working with, like you know the Taylor brothers, you know Ricky and Jordan Taylor. I mean, these guys are showing up and throwing down sub five-hour half Ironman Mm -hmm. times, okay? These, and I'm telling them, you're like a competitive triathlete who just happens to race cars on the weekend instead of going to triathletes. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing, you know, with the cycle, with the motor riders that I've worked with and, and continue to work with is we're talking about the fitness level, mm-hmm. you know, and you look at guys like Mike Brown and endurocross, and how long his career was in hard Enduro and everything. Well, guy rides 300 miles a week on a road bike. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, we are endurance athletes, it doesn't matter whether we twist a throttle and we have a motor helping us out or not. Because like you were saying before we turned on the mics, you know, p- the uninitiated the people who'd never ridden a motorcycle before, they look at what we're doing and they're like, oh, okay, so you sit on this machine and you twist the throttle and you go around the track. That doesn't sound like that's yeah. that hard, Yeah. you know? And yet when I come in from a session, of, you know, an hour session out practicing trials, you know, and I'm like dripping sweat from head to toe, you know, the guys in my office are like, what happened to you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why Why are you so tired?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. It's like, cause, you know, we've all been riding for so long, right? And we're all in decent shape, excellent shape with Victor. But we don't think about how hard motocross is, right? So I've got a really good friend who's got two buddies that come and hang out sometimes. And one of them is a DJ, right? He, he's a pretty renowned DJ, I guess. But he comes out. And he can't go one lap around the vet track at speed. He's whooped. Like, I don't think I've seen him complete more than, like, four laps, five laps in a day at speed, you know? Like, do, like, f- three quarters of a lap and then pull off, you know? But, I mean, that's how hard it is, right? But, right. I mean, this guy's up all night dancing and, you know, right? catching underwear. That's that probably, girl that's probably what's pl- killing him in the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it, it is hard. Or, you know, you, you teach someone how to ride for the first time and they're just exhausted just riding around in circles you know there's adrenaline uh, a lot of things coming into play yeah
1: well but, um, to your point you know this the average racer how many days a week are they able to get out to the track maybe one
0: besides the weekend race
1: hopefully yeah maybe right okay so what are you doing then every day right mm-hmm. to me i'm trying to replicate the moto intensity, right? Of a 20 minute, you know, I used to, I did 20, 22 minutes plus two laps in Vet Pro and stuff like that. Um, you know, if you want to be able to ride 25 minutes wide open, I mean, we're talking red line. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you wear a heart rate monitor, I mean, some of the highest heart rates I've ever recorded in my life
0: on the motorcycle,
1: on a motorcycle, <laughs> not on a bike. Yeah. Um, if you want to be able to do that, on the weekend, you want to be able to go red line for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, even if you're racing one class, mm-hmm. two motos. Well, you got to be doing that during the week at least two or three times. Mm-hmm. So you're doing that on a mountain bike or a road bike, and you're going out and you're doing your warm up and you're going hard for 25 or 30 minutes, cool downs, whatever, to try to replicate the intensity, at least as far as the cardiovascular demand and muscular um, demand. So that when you get out there on Saturday, Sunday, you know you can actually ride for more than three or four laps,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because what I see in trials, I see in motocross, I see in pretty much every form of motorsport. I you know I race shifter carts for several years, mm-hmm. um, is guys that are super fast. I mean, really talented, um, but because of an absence of fitness, their race results don't show it. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, and even, you know, again, at the pro level where, you know, you can watch last weekend's motocross and you watch guys that are just absolutely going backwards in the last 5, 10 minutes of the moto. Mm -hmm. You know, they're running strong, they're going good, and then all of a sudden their their lap times are degrading 5 seconds a lap, 6 seconds a lap or more. They're losing 10 or 15 or 20 seconds in the last few laps of the race. That's fitness. Mm-hmm. Their bike didn't just stop working all of a sudden. The track didn't get so ruddy or messed up that, some, that they couldn't ride it anymore. It's only fitness. Yeah. And when we see that happening, I'm like, that's a lost opportunity. That guy is investing so much to be there. Mm-hmm. The cost of the bike and everything else and entry fees and na no, 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 And if there was just a little more fitness... Mm-hmm. He could realize his potential and he could get those results that he knows he's capable of, you know, because he sees his lap times in practice, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, I'm as fast as those guys that are winning.
0: Yep. Okay, so uh, I guess in conclusion, like the point I want to make when I was fishing and you guys are dodging it, but I mean, that says a lot for the product when there's guys who are paid to race, paid to wear this, paid to carry this phone case but then they're paying to buy your products right so i've seen hammer plenty of places it's in all the bike stores i go to it's at roy's cyclery it was at the uh, i set those guys up yeah but i mean (laughs) it's easy for me to find
2: Mm.
0: it's also easy for me to find because of victor but uh hammernutrition.com
3: right super easy to, to purchase check out
1: yeah Brand so, new website, too. but you can't. But you can't buy it on Amazon. And you know how much
3: money do you spend taking we, <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I were, mean, to, it, take, it to was, take a brand it was off worth of every, Amazon every penny. is is. You know that. You know he was telling me like, hey, we're going to take our. You know, you can't buy it on Amazon. I'm going to spend money to actually take our product from Amazon, so you can't buy it on. That's because mm. I don't want to. We're, that's not our customer you you, know? want, you don't want to dilute it like that. so i mean that's that speaks pretty highly of of brian and you know his vision of of you know the supplement that he that he makes
1: mm-hmm. thank you victor okay so but to your point better bike shops <coughs> rei stores um are really for somebody that wants to pick the product up locally um <coughs> that's the most convenient way um, on our website, if you go to hammernutrition.com, at the very top of the website, you will find a, an 800 number mm-hmm. where you can call during business hours and probably talk, talk to Brian. Talk to, <laughs> <laughs> talk to me or one of my staff in Montana, but we also have a dealer locator. Okay. So you hit the dealer locator, you put in your zip code, and you choose your radius, you know, 5, 10, 15 miles or whatever, and it'll show you all of the shops and stores within that radius of your house or your zip code that carry the product. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we love our retailers and, you know, we want to support them as much as we can. And as long as they do a good job of supporting our clientele, meaning they keep the product in stock, they've got the flavors and the products that the people want to buy. I say, you know, support your local retailer, be a yokel, buy local, um, you know, but if you can't get what you need, if they don't have all the supplements, if they don't have, and if you just want to ask questions, You know, give us a call or go to our website because Mm -hmm. I think that's the important thing, you know, that I would really like to share with your audience at this point is, you know, we're a, we are a customer facing company. We have so many different ways that you can access us through live chat, through support emails, um, our 800 number.
0: Is live chat a live person or is it a bot?
1: No, 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 no. Dude, I've been (laughs) dealing with a bot. On this dog food company. Right? Oh God. Yeah. And you just wanna you just wanna take that you just wanna go off space on that computer, yeah. man. Or,
0: or or when you call support line, they're all hello, may I help
3: you?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's no. Like, dude. Yeah, we don't know, we don't outsource anything.
3: In my beginning, like when I first started with Hammer, like to be able to call and talk to them, that was amazing to me because that's I mean this was, you know, ten years ago or mm-hmm. seven years ago or whatever it was. But to be able to call and talk to, you know, somebody there in the office that can explain to you what you want to get from it was so important to me because no no other nutrition brand that I – not that I ever used many before Hammer, mm-hmm. but that's what was so confusing and so overwhelming to to understand how to use everything. And they explained it to me like what I still use today mm-hmm. as far as, you know, how I go about for myself.
1: So again, we're here to help, and we're here to answer questions. We have all kinds of resources. We've got our, we've created our Moto Trials Day kits. So you can, we have a, f- a kit you can buy if you don't know everything you want. Mm-hmm. You've got a Moto Day kit, you know, that'll cover you for practice and two motos, everything you need. It's got everything we've been talking about: the fully charged, the Hammer Gel, the Heat Recoverite, mm-hmm. Enduro Lights. Um, I think they're, you know, $20, $25 in that range. Um, and um, like I said, you know, so if somebody isn't sure what they need or we need to talk about, you know, whether they want to fuel primarily with water and do concentrated calories and electrolytes, or if they're a drink drinker and they want to do mm-hmm. the heat and the recoverite and everything, um, you know, the idea is really just to try to demystify this whole kind of gray area. because. You know, and I was talking to a client, um, you know, from New Mexico this morning and he's like, you know, I'm a senior engineer at Apple. I mean, I've worked on, you know, all these different parts of the iPhone and the iPad and everything. And I can go down that rabbit hole with you forever. And he's like, but I'm not a nutritional expert. Okay. (laughs) 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 When it comes to fueling and hydration, I don't know what I'm doing and I need some help. Um, you know, and, and we were saying, you know, that's why these resources that we mentioned earlier, the, the five secrets of success, which you can download for free off my website, and it's going to tell you about pre-exercise calorie and meal timing during exercise considerations for fluid, calories, electrolytes, post-exercise recovery, and you don't have to use my products. this will all work for you and this will all improve your daily experience, your training and your recovery and everything, whether you use our products or not. Mm -hmm. Um, If you use our products and you replace them, you know, the high sugar and and sodium and citric acid products that are so much the norm with our products, your results will be even better. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, I just want to see guys, you know, crossing that finish line content with the fact that they did as best they could their abilities, you know, they left it all out on the track. Not like, oh, I was cramping, I had forearm pump, oh I had a stomach ache, oh I couldn't ride as well as I wanted to.
2: Cool.
3: And that's not just for the pro top top guys. That's that goes down down the field. Like we're really excited about Paula this weekend and, you know, supporting the amateur guys. So I mean it, it goes it goes down that Right? You know.
1: Like I was telling Morty uh when we were texting, I'm like, Yeah, we're we're gonna be out of Paula on Friday to be like hooking up the amateurs, you know, with product like all day long. And I'm like, Yeah, we'll be there on Saturday for those other guys too.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well hey uh Brian, Victor, thank you for uh joining me for this. I I think uh I, I think we hit exactly what I was aiming for with this podcast. It's just like a little bit of education. Um, background some, st- some storytelling and some uh, and some product knowledge you know so um me personally if you're listening i would recommend he recover it Maybe gels too, but don't fall on your mountain bike and burst your gel in your pocket like I did today because it gets sticky. <laughs> and then you can't take
3: photos because your camera's full of yeah gel. My
0: cover, <laughs> my camera lens is covered full of gel. But anyway, everyone, thank you for listening to the uh, Swatmano podcast presented by our friends at Yoshimura R and D, uh, and we will talk to you next time. Have you heard that Yoshimura is now making bicycle components? That's right. Their first product to market, the Chileo pedal was over two years in development, and now they're ready for your mountain bike or BMX bike. Made in the USA and available in two sizes, you have to see these masterpieces of machining to appreciate them. They're most likely the last pedals you'll ever need for your bicycle.
2: Now shipping worldwide, check them out at YoshimuraCycling.com.